the best of the best, Austin Lane, could be the Memphis Wrestling Heritage Champion. Their big time belt. He faces Brett. Every rose has done. Michaels. Well, it's soon. It's on Saturday, isn't it? He's got a real chance of something huge here. So it was good to ask him whether he thought that would ever happen. Why he thinks it's happening. And how delighted he is that it's happening. I sat down and chatted with him. Here's how it went. I wanted to chat to you because it's an exciting... Today is an exciting time because tomorrow you're... I mean, you, you, you've got your title shot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm wrestling the, the gun show himself, Brett. Every rose has his thorn knuckles. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> glad you picked up on that. It's great, it's fantastic. It's a, I mean, it's 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 going to be a different kind of match to the one with the, the you know in, with the Mike Anthony series of matches because you know you it's going to be more of a wrestling match and and I'm really I'm really excited by um, by the way that the the Mike Anthony matches went and I'm really excited for this as well. I mean, it, it, it's a it's great to to be able to do that. You must be delighted. Oh, I am. It's it's an honor for me, especially, you know, I grew up watching Memphis wrestling yeah. on uh, Saturday mornings, you know, with my grandma. I remember staying at my grandma's house and we'd get up early Saturday mornings and I'd eat a bowl of cereal and uh, watch Memphis wrestling on there. So the chance to not only wrestle on Memphis TV and not only wrestle for the Memphis title, but to main event the biggest show of all time there, yeah. it, it's just such an honor. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, what the the thing about Memphis wrestling is that, as you say, it's got such a history, and since it's come back, it's really lent into that history, and I think that that really works. You know, it it does seem like the like the kind of Memphis that that you and 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 I would grow up with. Yeah, it really is. It, it's it's awesome how, you know, Dustin and, and all of the guys that are involved with it have kind of taken the, the old school Memphis, you know, feel to it and just gave it a, uh, a fresh coat of paint and, you know, kind of got it up to date with uh, today's wrestling. And it's, it's really neat. It, it kind of blends that old school and new school wrestling together. And there's not very many companies in the world that can do that. I agree. I think that it's, you know, I, I really do believe it when I say that it, it's probably the best um, wrestling entertainment hour out there. For You know, it's it's it does go by in the blink of an eye. And to run everything through the desk and do all that, it's very definite. And it has a real, it has a real warmth to it. Yeah, it really does. And and, and the company is, is very successful. You know, they, we could do like the... Uh, you know, the Titan Tron and the video screens in the background, but I think that would honestly just take away from the feel because it's kind of like a, to me, it kind of is a very intimate feel with the wrestling, the wrestlers and the fans themselves. You know, it's something that they can feel like they're actually a part of. And yeah. that's kind of the feel that, that we've wanted to do the whole time. And, and the, using the desk the way that 
the original Memphis Wrestling, you know, with Lance Russell and Dave Brown. Yes. And, and those guys, yeah, right there at the desk and having so many iconic, you know, whether it's interviews, promos, or, you know, even confrontations right there at the desk. It is so, to me, just watching it on TV, I see it, and it gives me chills because it reminds me of those those days of watching and all of the stuff they used to do at the desk uh, uh in studio wrestling back in the old days. Absolutely. And, you know, NWA are trying that as well, but I don't think they do it as successfully as Memphis in that everything goes through that desk. So people, you know, when you come out of the, of whichever dressing room you're going to come out of, you know, whichever side, then, you know, you have to come past the desk and, you know, all of the stuff goes on at the desk and fighting takes place at the desk. And it's it, it's it sounds really simple, but it's so difficult to do and it's it's really well done. Yeah, I mean the the way that I think that the Dustin and my Maria, would, you know, not my Maria or your Maria, but Dustin's <laughs> yeah. Maria. Yeah. The the way that the way that they, you know, I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's kind of like that feel, you know. It, other other wrestling companies have tried it, but Memphis Wrestling has been very successful on making not only the set and the fans, but that desk is a part of the show. That yes. desk is is such iconic. Even, you know, with the, the fresh coat of paint, you know, the that desk and that area is so iconic. And I think that's what's really helped Memphis Wrestling to kind of make that desk and that area a part of the show. You know, like you said, it, it's very hard to do. It seems like it would be so simple, but it's so hard to do that, you know, without going out and just telling the audience, hey, this is a, a big moment. We've, they've been able to create those big moments without having to, you know, slap someone over the head with it. I mean, they've pretty much the the crowd and the, the desk are legitimately a part of the wrestling show. Yes. Yeah, it feels I mean the the it is difficult to sort of define why I come back to it week after week, but I think it's the warmth of it. And it does have the feel, even if you're a guest coming in, it has the feel of a real family atmosphere. And that's really difficult to do. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like the, the t- like the T-shirts say, I've worn mine several times on TV just because I'm so proud of it. The T-shirts say, "We are Memphis Wrestling," not, and it's you know the fans wearing it, the the wrestlers, you know, it is Memphis Wrestling, the company, the television product, the the show in general is all like a big family. Like we all, whether you're watching on TV, on YouTube, or they're live in the audience, you feel a sense of ownership that you're a part of that group. Yeah. And I mean, does it feel that way backstage and working with Memphis and all of that? I presume so. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no matter who, even, you know, bringing stars, uh, like the forbidden door that I, uh, so conveniently crashed through. (laughs) Yes. uh, You you, you bring in the stars from all over the place. And um, I mean, when they come in, it's, even the, we've had so many tell us and I, you know, I don't want to break kayfabe on some of them, you know, sure. with some of the characters, but yeah, they, I mean, just so excited. And so they feel like they're a part of it and they really are. And we've had many of them in which they will be, but many of them have said, Hey, you guys can please bring me back. Like, yes. you know, let's, let's come back. Let's do some more because they love being there. And the locals, I mean, I call them locals. I mean, we've got wrestlers from all over the world that travel in. <laughs> yes. Uh, for every single TV taping, it's not just you know around the Memphis area. I'm not even from the Memphis area. Yeah, 
But, you know, we have wrestlers that, you know, are local or quote-unquote Memphis wrestling stars. Those guys, you know, really do feel that sense of ownership. We are out there to provide, you know, a great product, but everyone back there knows that we're a part of something special. We can feel it yeah. every single show, whether it's on TV and they're live. It is something special that we're creating. And that's one thing is, you know, as a, for me, as a producer and a wrestler, you know, I, such, you know, a sense of pride that Absolutely. you know I'm a part of this and able to create a special moment for myself and everyone watching. No, that, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it feels really kind of what we don't have here is, you know, we, we, we have a, a definite feel of, well, you know, these are bad guys and, and these, you know, and, and, and these are good guys. We have a definite feeling of that about people who want to work in a certain way. And, and Dustin's work as his as a as a host is very definite around his moral stance. So, you know, all of that really just points it all up. Yeah, it really is. It, you can watch it, and, and like you're saying, you know, you can tell who's the good guys, who's the bad guys. Yeah. You know, you don't have bad guys out there trying to, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be the cool bad guy. You know, <laughs> yes. No matter what the show needs, I want to be over myself. You don't have that. You've got guys there. You can watch it, and you can sense the good guys, the bad guys, and you can sense that it's not a, it's not an act. I mean, honestly, yeah. like you said with, with Dustin, we're not going out there and portraying a character. We're going out there and being ourselves, turned up to eleven. Absolutely, like, like you said, you know, you can tell with Dustin's moral compass. I mean, that is with all of us. You know, I wouldn't go out there and do something that I myself, as a human being, wouldn't do. Same as the wrestlers that we have there. You know, they're not going to go out there and do something that they wouldn't do as a human being. Sure. And you can tell in the product that the guys are being themselves. They're very truthful with who they are. And they're not going out there and lying to the audience. And I think the audience really can sense that. And they really appreciate the fact that we're not saying, hey, the audience is dumb and they don't know what they're talking about because we're not like that. The audience is extremely smart. They know yes. that I mean, there's lots of wrestlers from Memphis that do wrestle there. And if you see them out in town, they're going to be the same person that they are in front of the camera as they are in real life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. Well, it it really does feel that way, and the um the kind of family feel and the kind of um th that kind of extends to the way that you know as a wrestler that you were you were you, you were treated from um from when I f first started start watching the new Memphis wrestling, which is you know you're you you were somebody to um to kind of look up to and all of that, and and that's continued. It's a really it's a really good way of of portraying you. Yeah, the, the, the character, the best of the best, Austin Lane, is myself. That is me 100%. Yeah. You know, before, you know, I, I started, you know, in 1998, and I began wrestling then, and I really, like, from right off the bat, I was immediately the best guy around. Yes. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of people don't realize that because the internet wasn't a huge thing then. Yeah. And you know, I always tell, I always tell people I was the first internet I was the internet darling before the internet. You know, <laughs> I was the one that that the word went around the locker room. Hey, bring in Austin. Austin will steal the show. He's the best wrestler Ooh. around. Bring him in. So you know, and I wrestled so many stars. I wrestled Kevin Nash. You know, I wrestled all of the legends from Memphis. You know, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Who, taught me how to wrestle you know and right. aj styles ricochet i've wrestled all of them 
Christopher Daniels. I wrestled him on pay-per-view. Right. And, you know, it was, you know, it, it's, I was the guy that everyone wanted to bring in to wrestle. So on TV, I decided, you know, hey, why don't I do this best of the best challenge? So it's not about winning and losing. It's about give me time and let wrestlers that don't get the opportunity. You know, for years, when Memphis Wrestling was on TV before, you know, myself, Dustin Starr, and Derek King, and Alan Steele, we were around. Yes. But we didn't get a lot of TV time because it was, you know, a lot of the older wrestlers got the TV time. And so we were just, uh, you know, the guys get out there and get two minutes in front of the camera. (laughs) That's it. So my, my whole character is, you know, I want to give those guys that are, wouldn't normally get TV time, I want to give them TV time. It doesn't matter who wins and loses. I want to go out there and make sure that they get to make a star out of themselves in the ring, you know, in the amount of time that we're given. And so it just kind of snowballed from there, and eventually we started realizing, Dustin says, did you realize you're undefeated? And I'm like, actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, he said, uh, yeah, you're – you're undefeated right now. And he's like, so I think I want you and Brett at the anniversary. And I'm like, yes. Yep. Tell Brett to lace them boots up because we're going to do something different. Well, absolutely. The thing is, it just feels absolutely right. You know, it feels right that, that it should be you too. Um, you know, and, and I, I know that you'll have a great wrestling match together. I can feel that already. Yeah. I mean, it's, and especially with, you know, after the rumble, I told Dustin, I said, you know, I don't want no disqualifications. He's done that with Mike, mm. you know, and he's had the, you know, just the, the straight up, you know, street fight with Mike and the brawl with Alan Steele. I was like, let's yeah. see if Brett can wrestle. I was like, because that's the one thing we haven't shown them. Yes. Can Brett wrestle? And if he can, can he wrestle with the best wrestler on the planet? You know, can he step in the ring and, and, and give us time and let us go out there and tell a wrestling story? And let's let's see if you know the the Memphis Heritage Champion is not just the best, you know, the strongest and and the the baddest man as far as fighting. Let's see if he can go out there and wrestle everybody. Absolutely, it works. It works so well because, as you say, you've had two different kinds of of sort of programs really. Against Alan Steele, there was the kind of distraction and all the nefarious stuff. With you know, with Mike Anthony, there was the the brutal street fight stuff. But as you say, we haven't had wrestling. But but you see, Memphis now has got so many um, great different kinds of great wrestlers that you can do that week after week. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and like. You're talking about the uh, you know the different great wrestlers that can do everything. We've created so many stars. Brett Michaels, I mean, the, the views he's had, anytime you put his name on a, a poster and his picture on there, people are going nuts. I mean, yes. he's getting over the crowd. He's created a star. Uncle Mikey, may, to me, <laughs> is the biggest baby face on the planet. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who it is, and that is Uncle Mikey. He is playing no character. That is him <laughs> in the locker room. On the road, I've traveled with him. My uncle Mikey is Uncle Mikey. Great. <laughs> and you know the, the the tag team division we have there. Oh. I mean, that's the best tag team division on, on, on the in the world. AEW no, yeah. has you know, the, the Bucks and FTR and the Lucha Pro. I mean, they they've got all these great tag teams, but top to bottom, Memphis is the best on the planet. Period. 
I think it's because you care about those teams. And it's the same with the with the women's division. You know, I care about what's happening here. I care about defined characters and defined wrestlers. And that really works. Yeah, because, I mean, you watch TV on, on some of the other shows and everyone's the same character. They're yeah. just a, a little more of a jerk than the others. But, I mean, other than that, they're all the same. I mean, they can fly, they can wrestle. And they're all the same, but you look at the characters, you know, they're K Toomer is a four hundred and eighty pound it's huge. I mean, Mack truck. Yes. He is huge and he hits so hard. Yes. And, and you can guys like and then you have like the, the skimmerhorns. The mm. skimmerhorns, you know, the, the sleazy tag team that has, you know, grabbed everyone's hearts and now all of a sudden everyone loves the skimmerhorns. Yes. The stinker horns. The stinker horns is is, is became <laughs> It went from an insult to it's a badge of honor now for them. <laughs> yes, it's it it's a re- it seems like a really great place to wrestle. I mean, how did yourself and Nikki? How did you uh, hook up with, with with Memphis this time? Okay, well this time, yeah. So I've known D- Dustin for a very long time. Yeah, Dustin. Here's here's a little backstory. Dustin and I, you know, were right around the same time breaking into business, and it was always Dustin Starr. And Austin Lane and Derek King were the three best around, yeah. period. And everyone wanted to see, okay, these guys, you know, Dustin was around a certain, like, area. Derek was around a different area, and I was around a different area. And we were just, we were always considered the three best. And then finally, you know, we kind of hooked up and started wrestling each other. The first time I ever wrestled Dustin, we didn't know anything about each other. All we knew is everyone said, oh, they're great in the ring, but they probably have a bad attitude, which they we did Neither one of us did. Yeah. Both of us were, you know, willing to, we want to help everyone else to get better. But the fact that we were pushed so hard, so young, everyone thought, oh, they must have the big head. They must have, you know, an ego. And then I met him and I'm like, no, this guy's opposite of that. Like, he is awesome. He's an awesome human being. And, yeah. you know, we became friends. And then a couple of years ago, when, when Championship Wrestling from Memphis was first announced, I contacted Dustin and I said, "Hey, I'd love to come in and like, like maybe do some producing and and help agent some matches kind of stuff." And he's like, "Well, you know, I'd love to have you because you're you know one of the smartest guys I know in wrestling, but I've got to have you in the ring too. So if you agree to do some ring work too," he said, "Well, let's do it." And from from there, I mean, it, it's kind of been me and him. We talk every week, several times a week, coming up with different ideas. And, camera angles and, and and all this different stuff you, you you'd be amazed i mean dustin has literally dustin i don't know when he sleeps i mean his <laughs> hair never moves so I, i'm not sure he ever actually lays down to, to sleep because he works non-stop and he, he's he works not he's the hardest working guy i know I mean, whether it's the, the wrestling or you know, the CW, you know, he, he hosts on there. He, he hosts Memphis Grizzly games, the Redbirds. He does so much and so busy with it. And then, of course, you know, with Nikki, it was – I told her that I, I was going to do it, and Nikki's like, you know, I think I might like to try that. And, and Dustin was on board. He, he was like, oh, yes, yes, please, we need Nikki. Because, yeah. you know, Nikki, Nikki is a girl that, you know, wrestled with, the you know, the best in the world. She's wrestled Tasha Banks and, and Jazz yeah. and – and so many legends, and never really got the opportunity. She never really got the opportunity to do a lot of it on TV. 
other than a few, you know, like local syndicates for different, you know, independent promotions and, and a couple of pay-per-views. So when she got out there, she was able to shine. And when, when she became the first ever, and because there was never in Memphis wrestling a women's champion, there was always, you know, just divas and cat fights and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when she, when she first won that Memphis title and she was, she's the first name. And when you look it up, the first ever Memphis wrestling women's champion, it's Nikki Lane. Right. I mean, she cried because just how much it meant to her and how much it meant to my daughters yeah. and little girls all around the world that could say, you know what? We don't have to just be eye candy for the guys mm. or, you know, or we don't have to just cat fight that we can be performers. And she really, you know, she opened that door for so many young girls throughout the world. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, the, the, the great thing is that, um, that as you say, on other, uh, when you look at other promotions, certainly, you know, the women's division is, there's a lot of people who look the same and who do the same thing. And the great thing about, about Memphis wrestling at the moment is that it patterns what happens in the men's divisions. So, you know, whatever happens in the men's divisions will happen in the women's division. And it, it just, it legitimises, and it's a terrible word to have to use, but we still have to use it. It legitimises women's wrestling. And that's absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's not every storyline doesn't have to be about, you know, this girl is, is trying to sleep with this other girl's sure. man. So that now they hate each other. You know, it's about performing in the ring. It's about wrestling. It's about telling a story. You know, the, the Amber Rodriguez and Skylar story oh, has lasted for a while. The DDT great. story. I mean, the you know. The DDT, the dangerous, yeah. dangerous Diana Taylor story. You know, she had the DDT and injured Paris Kelly, and that story lasted for a long time. And yeah. now the story of her, you know, burned down to the ashes, and now she is working her way and rising up from those ashes. Yes. And then Heather Monroe coming in the quote-unquote outsider kind of thing yeah. and, and feels that she's better than everyone. And then now, like with Skylar, Skylar is – those kicks with Skylar are dangerous. Oh, like Skylar yes. <laughs> has done Taekwondo, MMA, you know, all kinds of different yeah. disciplines of martial arts. It, it's just it's the the whole thing works so well, and it's a it's a really tight hour. You know, there's there is there are no periods when I think, okay, leave this now. You know, I've had enough of this. It, it really the segments work so well because I care about the characters and because there's so much going on. Yeah, and it really is, like you said, it really is the fastest hour in pro wrestling mm. because, you know, I don't even watch WWE anymore at all. No, I don't. AEW, I'll watch, and then I get points where I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can go you know, grab something to eat or yep. run to the store real quick while this is going on. Yes. But with Memphis Wrestling, once you put it on, you're done. I mean, you are glued to that TV for an hour, and then when it's over, you're like, wait a minute. No, I need like 15 more minutes. Just yes. 15 more minutes, I'm good. <laughs> yes. And the crazy part is, yeah, Memphis Wrestling has done that for 50 plus weeks now. I mean, yeah. straight. Yeah. Every time, I mean, you, you watch it and you're like, okay, you know, maybe this coming up, I'll be able to, you know, take a take a break. You know, maybe I, I can, you know, do do a couple work emails or something like that while this match is going on. And then you're like, no way, you know, I can't miss this. Yes. No, no, I can't miss this. Okay, you know what? I'll just wait till afterwards. I'll just wait till afterwards. And then the show ends, and you're like, Dang, just, I just say 15 more minutes of it, and I'm good. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. This is this is the great thing about doing the podcast because I do it immediately after I've seen it. So I get an extra fifteen minutes to you know to to explain how much I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So and and the crazy part is, is like like you said, you know, you're able to do the podcast right afterwards. And and the thing is, is like we were talking earlier about it being a family atmosphere. The po- the podcast that covers the show, everyone yeah. is listening. Everyone yes. in the locker room and love it. And and that's, I mean, you're, oh, you're not even, you're not right there in the Memphis area, and you're still a part of the Memphis wrestling family because you know you've become a part of our. You know, our zeitgeist, you're a part of our wrestling company. So it's, you know, the show comes on on Saturday and then we have a podcast, you know, covering it right <laughs> afterwards. And then we're like, okay, the next day we've got, you know, the next podcast coming out. Yes. And we, everyone listens to yours and we're like, okay, yeah. So every time it comes up, you know, I see it on the on Twitter and I'll retweet it and everything. And as soon as I retweet it, I'm clicking on it to listen because, you know, that's, that's my routine now. You know, I wrestle and then now after the show is over with, now I can hear what, everyone's opinion of the show is yeah. and, and what they liked and what they did like and everyone everyone in that locker room is listening to it and just loving every bit of it oh it's well it, it's great to do because it's got because there's such a lot to comment on you know i do podcasts on AEW as well and as you say there are times when i i mean i'm very honest about how i feel about AEW and some of the carny stuff and i i, I yeah. and, and there are times when i think okay i've had enough of this now thank you i've had enough of this i've had enough of you know, MJF and CM Punk in the ring for 20 minutes. Well, enough of that. But I, I can't do that with Memphis yeah. because it, it is only an hour, of course, but it, it, there's so much going on. Yeah, and what I call it is, I, I call it a lot of other wrestling ghosts and the wrestling business. I call it clip wrestling because you can, you can either stop and sit and watch two or three hours of this wrestling product or the next day you can watch, you know, a minute long clip on YouTube sure. and a minute long clip of this part on YouTube and you can get everything you need. But then Memphis wrestling's not like that. You watch a clip of it. You're like, no, I've got to watch all of it. I need to know what happened. You know, so Memphis wrestling has, has changed that clip wrestling, you know, that the two or three minute or one minute clips on YouTube where people can just watch and get the whole story. They've made it to where you have to watch the hour long show so that you can, you know, really get the full effect because if you know, I can watch AEW, I can watch three minute clips mm. and watch three or four of them, and I've got the whole show. Yes. I, I know what I was wanting to say, but Memphis, you, you watch a couple clips, and you're like, no, I've got to watch all of it. Absolutely, and I and, and part of that I think is because I'm so invested in it because the the because the stuff that's happening will be. It, it's not. It's not quick turnaround stuff it's not well we'll do that one week and then we'll do this the next week it really simmers and it carries on week after week and you know and it really it's beautifully turned and i really like that because there's so many wrestling promotions who are not doing that yeah i mean like you said I mean, it's long-term storytelling you yeah know, brett brett michaels and alan still lasted weeks maybe i think somewhere around that i know for a fact that me and tumor lasted 25 weeks <laughs> yes. or 24 weeks total but yeah yeah i mean the the, the story and it i'm not saying anything so I, i'm not gonna give anything away but it mm. may not be over with indeed yeah i would yeah, expect that it wouldn't there's be. not yeah yeah there's not a you know okay this storyline's gonna last for and then it's over i mean there's long-term stories you you've got those small stories that last a couple of weeks two or three weeks to give other people things to do, but there's long story investment. If you start watching and you're like, you get invested in the story, 
And then all of a sudden it's, you know, I've got to watch these next 24 weeks because you know, I, I'm interested and I want to know how the story ends. Yeah, absolutely. And and that feeds back into, you know, the way that, that um, things have gone for you because, you know, it, it's a long tail situation for you and you're coming to the, to the sort of end of a story arc, whatever happens tomorrow. So, you know, you're moving on to something else, but whatever happens tomorrow, as I say, but it's a long, long plan. You know, it's a long story for or long or, or long kind of wrestling um, situation for you. It's it's a it's a it's really long telling. It's great. Yeah, yeah. The story, like like I, I tell everyone, the story of mine of this this match is, has been a building for fifteen years. Yes, I mean, yeah. For a for a long time, it was Brett was was really good, but he was the guy that was stuck in a certain area, so not a lot of people knew how good he was. And then I was traveling around, and there's many, many pictures of newspaper articles or articles on the internet where our pictures are right beside each other, and everybody kept saying, you know, well, wait, why don't they wrestle each other? But it just never happened. It was one of those where, you know, promoters weren't prepared for it, I guess you'd say. But my story on the t- on TV is 52 weeks. It, yes. It's been a 52-week story of... It has. I'm the best of the best. I'm the best wrestler on this show. I'm the best wrestler around, and I can prove it. No matter who it is, any, a different opponent each week, I'll prove that I'm the best, building all the way up to this moment to where tomorrow is the chance for me to prove. This is the chance to walk out as the guy, as the Memphis Heritage Champion, which would be I started out saying I am the best of the best. I'm going to prove it to 52 weeks of building up to a point where I can say I'm stepping in the ring with the guy. Yeah, that's just great. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to get uh, this podcast out as soon as I can. Twitter's down at the moment. So once that's back up, I'm going to get this out, this out as soon as I can, because, you know, tomorrow, well, it can be Sunday for me in, in the UK, but everything may well change. So I want to get this out as soon as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is things change so quickly in wrestling, but yet. Yeah. Like with this, you know, with this medium, people can come back and watch this and listen to this, you know, you know, three weeks from now. Yes. And the good thing is, is a lot of them will listen to it three weeks from now and know that the show match is coming up. So they're still, you know, on the edge of their seat. Like, you know, is this going to happen? You know, is he going to be able to prove it or is Brett going to show that he can wrestle as well as fight? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that match very, very much. It's going to be great, and it's it's lovely to speak to you. Thank you for, for taking the time to do so. It's really good to chat. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been, I've been waiting for the moment to be able to chat with you. <laughs> it, it's an honour, and I appreciate you bringing me on. Oh, it's great, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. You know that. So, you know, I'll be continuing to watch because it is the best wrestling entertainment hour anywhere. Absolutely, yeah. And we appreciate your... your, your you know, continued, you know, patron of, patronship of the, of the product and, and being able to, to listen to the show and help support and get the word out. And yeah, anytime you just holler at me and I'll be on here anytime. I love it. Thank you very much. Man. Have a lovely, lovely day. You too. You have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was great to chat with Austin Lane and whatever happens tomorrow, I think I can safely say he truly can call himself. The best of the best. Bell to bring to pillar to... Oh, yeah, all right. Just the best of the best then. Ta-ta.